Hey, what's up? My name is Sandra Rinaldi, a former live entertainment marketing and communication executive turned certified life coach. Gosh, that's a mouthful. But I'm also the host of the Living Unedited podcast. And on my show, I'm going to contemplate and offer expert guidance on topics such as self-confidence, authenticity, change, and mindset. But I'll also share on things I think all women need to know from great finds to great sex. You'll learn, hopefully laugh absolutely take away something to make your life better. The struggles, the challenges, the WTFs, I don't only hear and feel you, I was and still am you, but I will divulge the things that I've learned on my quest to living my truest and most authentic life. So you can too. Living Unedited Podcast is available everywhere. So hit the subscribe button so you don't want to miss an episode. Speak soon. We are at episode eight, you guys. For all you loyal listeners to uh, this bi-weekly podcast, I thank you. I thank you for showing up and supporting me, but also thank you for resonating and healing. You know, this podcast is as much of a healing and inspiring experience for me as it is for you. I see you. We're in this together. If you'd like to recommend and share this podcast and this episode, I would be so grateful. Now for the good stuff. This episode, I will dedicate to failures. Ah, the dreaded word, failures. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I hated the word failure. I associated it with being not good or not good enough, not up to par with expectations, mine and others, I was one of those kids that was good at almost everything. Like great at some things and good at most things. I could play any sport and figure it out. I had really good grades and I wasn't shy, so I always was able to make friends. However, if there was something I knew I wasn't going to be good at, and obviously that did happen, I would quit. I would make up an excuse to not do it. Why? Well, for many reasons. Like I said, I was a perfectionist, so not being good at something was unacceptable in my mind. Because of that, I wouldn't do anything I didn't get praise for by my peers and teachers, and I never wanted to be embarrassed either. So I stuck with what I knew I would excel in. That also didn't make me venture out and try scary things, because what if I failed? What was it going to look like to people around me if I didn't know how to do something or I wasn't good at something? They would think I was weak. And if I was perceived as weak, well, then they wouldn't like me and I wouldn't belong and I wouldn't be loved. Does that resonate with any of you out there? You know, failure is not about failing. Failure is about lessons. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Failure is not about failing. Failure is about lessons. When I understood that notion, my life entirely changed. See, the concept is tied into self-confidence, self-worth, self-love, and no longer living by the validation of others. I have failed at many things since my quote-unquote perfectionist childhood. I failed at things that were out of my control, like not being granted the beautiful gift of bearing children. 
I also failed at things that were in my control, like being a terrible manager for the first two years of my career. And then there were days where I failed at being a good friend, being a good daughter, being a good listener. And I really fail a lot at patience. That is such a hard one for me. But with those failures, the big ones, as much as the small ones, I learn more about myself. The biggest one would be truly embracing my resilience. Man, we really have to be resilient to keep going, don't we? Like resilience and strength needs to be put on a pedestal, y'all. When we fail and we get back up, meaning we fail, we take it and use it and we use it for better and we use it for fuel and we use it for purpose and inspiration, that becomes the lifeline, the breath of new opportunity, the push for growth. Without these failures and lessons, there is no evolution. Your life experience is built on a series of great moments, low moments, cherished moments, grieving moments. What if we choose to use all of the moments, celebrate the good and learn from the bad? What kind of life do you think that would lead to? A pretty freaking great one. I can tell you that from experience. See, once I opened up to the fact that I needed to fail in order to grow, I needed to embrace those hard moments to better myself and my life, that's when the magic happened. Failure was no longer a dramatic, deep, dark hole, but an opportunity for growth. Does it take a certain amount of reframe or mindset change in order to think like this? Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But for now, know that you are good enough. You are deserving and you are perfectly imperfect. Give yourself the grace to make mistakes and choices that didn't have the outcome you expected. But as you do that, remind yourself that you can try again. Remind yourself that you have the power to not repeat the past, to learn from your experience, to digest the feelings, and to grow your self-confidence. You have the power to bring that into your future. Did you know I wrote a novel? Yup. The Summer Everything Changed is my debut romance novel and it's getting five-star reviews. If you don't believe me, you can go check for yourself. If you are a lover of reading beautiful love stories, this is definitely one for you. It's set in Italy where Savannah embarks on a summer journey that will literally change everything. It's fashion, food, Italy. It's flirty and sexy and will come as a wonderful escape. If you are ready to dig into your next favorite novel, check out The Summer Everything Changed. All purchase links and info are available for you at sandrarinaldibooks.com. Plus, you can follow my author account on Instagram at sandrarinaldibooks. And please, if you have the book and you've read it, go write a review on Amazon or Goodreads. Looking forward to your DMs on how much you love the book probably as much as me. Grazie.
Now you may be like, yeah, whatever. Everyone says that failure is a lesson, but I just want to sulk and wallow in my shitty situation. Well, as I've said time and time again, you can. You can stay your wallowing, victimized, sulky self. No one is telling you you can't. You are in control of your reaction to all of your experiences. But how is it over there in sulky land? How does it feel to keep all of that crap inside of you? You know, all my episodes kind of tie into each other. And in episode 7, the one about letting go, it's no different. Keeping the negative feelings associated with failure locked up inside won't get you far. It won't teach you anything. It'll keep you stuck and miserable. And with time, you're going to pile these up. And life has a tendency to want to show us and teach us things. So if you decide to not be a willing participant in that, it can be a long and unhappy road ahead. So it goes back to your mindset. And I alluded to that a little earlier in the first segment. Mindset as it is defined is a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of yourself and the world around you. Powerful stuff. If your mindset consists of negativity, victimized thoughts, avoidance, self-loathing, self-doubt, how are you expected to deal with anything, let alone face failure? It starts with working on a healthy, rational, positive mindset. It starts with creating belief in yourself. I was talking about resilience and strength earlier. Believe in you, the you that can overcome hard things, the you that can face challenges, the you that can move through bad decisions and come out on the other side wiser for it. That belief will make space for solution, understanding, and compassion. That belief will give you the confidence to risk and dare and go for things you never thought you could. And if you fail, that same belief will turn it into the lesson you need to carry on better than you ever have before. Failures are going to come. This is inevitable. So instead of hiding and avoiding why not embrace and learn? I can tell you, if you don't have the right mindset, embracing and learning is going to be close to impossible. You just won't get to a point where you are open enough to see the good. And the good I'm speaking of is the choice to resolve and evolve. Now, I know it ain't easy. I get it. But sometimes hard things are the ones that give you the biggest reward. And there is nothing more rewarding than living your happiest life. Nothing. What is the point of being here on this physical earth living unhappy? So if you have ever asked yourself, what's the point? Your happiness and purpose is the point. Happiness comes with resolve, forgiveness, gratitude, and purpose comes with your truth and who you are meant to be. If you keep going back to past failures, 
you have no mindset space for the good stuff because it's going to be filled with resentment, sadness, anger, and more. Now, those feelings don't disappear. They need to be digested. And I spoke about that in episode seven, the one about letting go. The feelings associated with failure need to be worked out, not avoided or suppressed. You need to feel them, rationalize them, digest them fully in order to move on. But again, that can only be done in the right mindset. When I say working on yourself is an investment everyone needs to make, I'm dead serious. If you're listening to this right now, what do you want? The answers I usually get when I ask people that question, after they say I don't know, because that's always the first answer, is I want happiness, I want mindset freedom, I want to feel lighter. Do any of those resonate? If they do, you deserve that. Do you hear me? You deserve that. Don't let failures make you feel like you don't. That's just your mind playing tricks on you. Those bad habits you created, those creep up. But be self-aware. Remind yourself that you deserve happiness and freedom and feeling light. Reeling in failure and feeling lesser than, that's completely reversible and changeable. But it's a choice. And it's an attitude. And that is completely up to you. Are you looking for the next TV show to binge or a really good movie or even a really great IG account to follow? Well, this is what's caught my eye lately in a segment I call What's Good. What's good this week is about my coaching practice. If you follow me or know a little about me, you know that I'm a certified life coach. And as a certified life coach, I work mostly one-on-one with people just like you who need some guidance and clarity in their life in order for them to reach their goals. I have successfully done that now for almost two years. And I'm even more passionate about it now than I was then. Being part of human transformation is the biggest gift. This week, I announced a couple new coaching offers. I still have my two signature programs, Confidence is Key and Mastering Relationships, but I have now added a 90-day program called Become an Author, which is kind of self-explanatory. I have published a novel and have learned so much in that two-year journey to get published. So if you ever wanted to write a book... This is perfect for you. I work on mindset as well as practices on how to actually write a book. I also give you introductory insight on publishing and marketing. So if you've ever thought of writing a book, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, book a call with me and let's chat. My second new offer is Clear the Path. This is a first for me because it's a one-off 90-minute session 
This is for you if you have a very specific goal in mind, but need help in defining its purpose or action steps and motivation to really achieve it. In this short time together, we're going to work on your mindset, actionable steps, removing limiting beliefs and fears. It's also a way to get your feet wet with coaching. If it's the first time you'll ever encounter a coach, being it's one session and it's not a commitment that is so long. So if you want any more information on any of my programs and sessions, you go to sandrarinaldi.com and I cannot wait to meet you. Failures are going to come across your life path. Embracing them is wise. Embracing them is work. Embracing them is hard. But alas, please understand that using failures as lessons is one of the keys to your happiness and it unlocks the door to growth. You need to fail to grow. You need to fail to know your resilience. You need to fail to see your strength. So let yourself fail. Then feed what grows. That's it for this week, y'all. Thanks for being here. I hope you took a little nugget. You're going to keep with you. It's going to help you think. It's going to help you evolve. And it's going to keep you shining. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss one episode. Bye for now. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to episode nine. For those of you who have listened from the start, welcome back. For those of you who are new listeners, well, welcome. Know that each of these episodes are here to inspire you, teach, help you move forward. That is really the essence of this podcast. Some of these concepts seem easy to grasp. Others, not always so easy to apply. But I challenge you, whatever you take, whatever resonates with you within these words, Bring them into your heart and soul. See where it lands for you. Because doing the work, this personal work, the work no one ever says to do growing up, right? Growing up, nobody ever tells you you need to work on your personal development or like really talk about your feelings or really ask yourself questions. Well, this is the work we do when we grow up. So... The work that no one obliged you to do all of this time, it is time to do now because it is the most important work. So today we're going to talk about gratitude. I feel like every time I bring up gratitude, I get an eye roll. Like somehow gratitude got like a bad rap over the years. I think it's because so many people use it so lightly or sarcastically or, you know, Some people say that it's something you should do or something you have to do. But then that's unintentional and that won't work. Well, I'm here to say that you shouldn't or you shouldn't do or well, I'm I'm here to say to you that you shouldn't do or have to do anything that doesn't feel right for you. 
I'm here to give you my take on gratitude and how it changed my life. And I'm going to give you my reasons and the ones I have found are completely valid and true to me and my clients. So if you feel like this resonates with you, then I have a free tool available that I have tagged in the description of this podcast. It's a 10 page gratitude workbook that you can use to start or continue your gratitude practice. It's really to grow it and see the benefits that it can bring into your life. So my purpose is always to encourage your growth and clear your path towards something. My purpose is always to encourage your growth and clear your path towards your own personal happiness. Gratitude is a huge part of that. So now I would like any preconceived negative notion that of what you think gratitude is or does out the window and just listen and absorb my take. And if you if you feel the same and if you feel the same afterwards that this, and if you feel the same afterwards, that's definitely your choice. And it's and if this. And if you definitely feel the same way you did before, that's definitely your choice and it's definitely okay. Again, I'm not here to make choices for you. I'm just here to give you enlightenment. Gratitude. So as a definition, it is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Beautiful and simple. This is what most of us can agree on. But it's much more than just that. Some can argue it's a part of good karma. Some can argue that it's polite. For me, gratitude is about the present moment. So think about it. When you give gratitude to something, you're completely in the present moment. Even if you're being grateful for something that happened five hours ago or the day before or last year or last week, the practice of you giving thanks is very much in the present moment. It's being mindful at that very moment. What's important about being present, well, God, there's so many things. But first, it confirms that you're alive. Because we sometimes forget that we're living beings and we have a beating heart and we take for granted that we have a breath that allows us to be here in the living world. We kind of take that for granted, don't we? Like being alive. But with being alive comes purpose and meaning. Like being present helps you remember that you're here for a reason. You Maybe you haven't quite figured that out yet. I hear you. It took me 40 years to figure that out for myself. And it took gratitude to help me get there. It started the conversation with myself, asking questions that would lead me to the most incredible findings. So when I was going through in vitro fertilization, those seven years of my life of yo-yoing between hope and despair, hope and despair, It was hard to even think of things I was thankful for, to be honest. I wouldn't even let myself think negatively, though. I would just forego being present altogether. 
I was like in this bubble of just, okay, we're going to do the things. We're going to do the steps. Like what's next? What drug do I need to inject? Where am I on the calendar? When's my next doctor appointment? Get the transfer done. Do the two-week wait. Get the phone call that I'm not pregnant. Move on to the next phase. Move on to the next clinic. Move on to the next doctor. I was always searching like searching for that next solution, the next diet that would get me pregnant, the next drug that would get me pregnant, the next clinic. I only thought about being pregnant, which was in the future. I was always in the state of searching, which was also the state of stress. And stress causes so much unhappiness on so many levels, not only in your mind, but in in your actual body. Was I grateful at times? Sure. Was it intentional? Not so sure. Was it intentional? Not so sure. So you could be thankful for ABC. You know, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful for this, that. I'm thankful for blah, blah, blah. Without intention. But without intention, it means it's not coming from a place of deep truth. If you aren't in truth... Well, then you're in deceit. So your gratitude without intention is deceitful. It's making you believe you're checking off the box of doing the act, yet you haven't done anything at all. That was me a lot of my life. Grateful without intention. When you truly focus on being present, intentional, and mindful, that is where the good energy flows. And in that good energy truthful vibration you're in a higher frequency and you want to be in that higher frequency you want to have all that good energy around you because that's the energy that gives you what you intentionally desire we left off talking about the good energy flowing due to your intentional gratitude So let me share a little bit about energy. We are all energy. There's energy all around us. Good energy attracts good energy, like a magnet. But so there goes for bad energy attracting bad energy. If you're a person that tends to think negatively and has a hard time letting go of the past and gets frustrated and angry easily and seeks validation from others and just lives with stress daily, then you will attract negative energy as that is what you're putting out. If you're listening to this right now and you're saying, I don't want to be like that anymore, then book a call with me and we can chat. That's my purpose is to help you overcome those very things and move into a state of good energy. And in that state, that is where the magic happens. If you want to start getting better, If you want to start getting better at those things and aren't quite ready to hire a coach, well, then I have a free 10-page workbook on growing your gratitude practice. The link is in the description of this podcast. The link is in the description of this podcast episode, but you can also find it on my bio in Instagram. It's a great tool for you to start being present in your life and intentionally thinking of the things around you that you are abundant. 
It's a great first tool to start thinking. It's a great first tool. It's a great first tool for you to start being present in your life and intentionally thinking of the things around you that are abundant, always being in abundance and not in scarcity. See, abundance is also a magnet for abundance, just as scarcity is a magnet for scarcity. If you live in your mind with always going on what you don't have versus what you do have, you'll get a lot more scarcity. I'm sure you want abundance, right? You want to feel an abundance of health, of love, of happiness, of wealth. Disclaimer here, abundance doesn't mean millions of dollars in the bank for everyone. It can mean that if it isn't it it can mean that if is it can mean that if it is intentionally what you desire, but funny enough, not everyone desires that. So gratitude provides you with a gateway to being present in your life, which decreases stress and all around negative emotions because recognizing abundance around you emanates good energy and all around positivity. That's what gratitude does. I know this because it did that for me and for my clients. So I want to reiter- I want to reiterate the importance of intention. The practice of gratitude is about true meaning, true love for those very things that you are grateful for, true recognition of their value in your life. Do you feel that within? Right now, think about something you're truly grateful for, like deeply grateful for. Maybe you can think of anything. Maybe you can't think of anything you're truly, maybe you can't think of anything truly intentionally right now. And that's being honest. And that's the point. If there's no intention behind it, forego it for now and get back to it later. How are you feeling about gratitude now? Maybe you were doing gratitude differently before. I can only hope some of this resonates. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Sandra Rinaldi. I would love to know what you think. If you want to download my free Grow Your Gratitude workbook, which includes five ways to grow your gratitude, which would help you dig five ways to grow your gratitude, which will help you dig a little deeper and help you with intention and being mindful. There's also a reflection exercise, an accountability, an accountability, an accountability sheet, and a gratitude journal. Of course, those sheets are included. Well, this guide will help you. So to conclude on this topic of the importance of gratitude, I will remind you to seek and recognize all the good in your life, even though the, even through the bad, even when it's hard. This may be challenging for you at the very beginning, digging into what you are grateful for, but I urge you to keep going and to not give up. This can be the difference between staying stuck in a black hole of negativity and coming into your new outlook and perspective towards good energy and in return, a better life. If you need help getting started when any of these things I've mentioned here, consider hiring a coach. Consider, putting, your, consider, put, consider putting yourself first because you deserve that. You deserve to be healthy and happy. Visit my Instagram page, Sandra Rinaldi, or my website, sandrarinaldi.com. It's a free call to start. 
So I will leave you with this. Gratitude is the state of receiving. It's the gateway to receive. <laughs>